0: Today we are talking about John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, which opened up some questions like, what's in your sack lunch? Which sack lunch bunch kid are you? And all kinds of embarrassing stories. From the city once described by Mr. Mulaney as a socialist fishing village, welcome to the Indoor Times. Hi everybody, I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Matt. And this is the Indoor Times. I thought I'd let you hold it for a little while longer this time. Oh,
0: tricky, tricky. We are... Hot off of our first week being live on the YouTubes and Spotify. We're also available on Anchor, Google Podcasts. We'll be posting where we are available and how you can listen to our first episode and also this episode on our social media. So if you are not following us on Instagram or Facebook, head on over. Search The Indoor Times. We're there. Click that follow.
1: Yeah, we're officially online.
0: We we did it.
1: We, we did it at least once.
0: At least once.
1: So it's official.
0: I had a panic yesterday when we, we. This is the second time we've recorded this episode, and I had a panic because I was like, "We're not going to get it done."
1: It's easy now to get in our own heads about it. I think since we, I think I don't know about you, but I definitely feel that there's some pressure now. <laughs> we've already done it.
0: Yeah, but it's legit now. We have a real intro now, courtesy yeah. of our friend Nick and yours. Leslie. Nick Leslie, thank you for doing that awesome work with our music. Uh, very good friend of yours.
1: Yes, uh, Nick and I have played in many a band together. Uh, very, very good friend and uh, musical virtuoso, honestly. Like a
0: savant, yeah. honestly.
1: So too talented.
0: Way too talented. Hopefully oh. we'll have him on the show so we can talk some more... For you guys because today what are we talking about matt
1: we are talking about netflix's special john mulaney and the sack lunch bunch
0: insert catchy music here
1: yes lots of catchy tunes so good. great special obviously we're going to get into that later in the episode but first if you have been over to our instagram you'll have uh, noticed that we posted a little a little build your own sack lunch chart what do you
0: munch in your sack lunch?
1: Yes, so there are three or sorry, four different dollar denominations. You've got five bucks to build your own sack lunch.
0: Alright, so three dollar category: Dunkaroos, Joe Louie, Sunny D.
1: Yeah. And then in your two dollar category, you've got your cheese strings, your goldfish, and your Capri Suns.
0: $1, we have snack pack strawberry flavored jello, Barnum's animal crackers. And snack pack chocolate pudding.
1: And lastly, in the 50 cent slot, we've got some yogurt tubes, you play tubes, some fruit by the foot, and little, little Hugs. Is that correct? Little
0: Hugs. Do you remember the uh, juice that came in the plastic barrel container with the tin foil lid?
1: It kind of looks like a little grenade.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know. It was full of sugar, and they were disgusting, but you could not stop drinking them. It was like, do you remember the syrup juice that McDonald's used to sell?
1: Oh, my God. It was so bad.
0: Yeah. It was like that, but a little bit waterier. Ugh. A little bit more water.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so you've got five bucks to include as many of these items as you want for their dollar denominations. So, Amanda, what was your pick?
0: All right. So, I was wondering uh, what strategy I should take. Um, so, I was thinking I could go the really, like, like, smart way wherein I take my $5 and buy $5 worth of fruit by the foots and then resell them at a dollar a pop to the rest of the kids. Then I own the economy. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a strategic move in terms of the the, the pragmatic nature of your your picks. Um, I know many people who made a solid dollar or two I don't want to say grifting, grifting? But, <laughs> but basically grifting. But yes, by playing the the recess stock market, I had a very a good friend of mine in middle school used to uh, have a little shop uh, he held out of his locker. I love that. It, it was honestly something right out of recess.
0: Ah, uh, see, you always dream that there's there's a kid like that at your at your school, and then whenever you hear it's real, it's just like. Did, did you write this? Did I write this? It was, it
1: was incredible. And he sold, you, you remember those like 50 cent, like double bubble bricks you could get? Yes. He sold those. Guess how much he sold one of them for?
0: Oh, $2, baby.
1: I think it was, I think it might've been $2 at the oh, end. But
0: it was like when you were in middle school. So, like one dollar. Yeah. It was a dollar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As I say, it probably would be two dollars now for inflation. But Oh, yes, heck yeah. He was selling them for a dollar. I'd so. pay a
0: dollar. I don't chew gum very often. Listen. So if I want to chew gum, and you know this because you go to the store with me, if, if I want gum, it's always, I'm always going to want to get the hubba bubba and I never get it.
1: It's because you only get eight pieces.
0: They're huge.
1: And well, they will last you a long time.
0: But also, I don't chew gum. I'm more worried about how much sugar's in it. Anyway. Um, so my strategy, though, you laugh at my strategy.
1: I'm not laughing at all. I think it's a great way to make a buck.
0: Okay. But Jay Lee Ginn on Instagram said he would get 10 yogurt tubes, which just states that it's a a smart, I I know this guy. I trust him. It's a smart move.
1: It's definitely an efficient move.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go with 10 fruit by the foots. What's your move?
1: Just no drink.
0: No drink. There's a water fountain for that
1: i suppose that's true
0: hardcore baby i need to make some money i need to get a
1: drink like i'm 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 honestly equally excited for the the beverages in here as i am for the food so mine i would definitely go for some dunkaroos simply because you can't not go for some dunkaroos yeah
0: dunkaroos were very popular in all of our replies almost all of them uh miss dolly pardon dunkaroos animal crackers and two fruit by the foot see they're popular
1: yeah, Dunkaroos is definitely something I'm going for. I'm going to get some Dunkaroos. I'm going to get one of the crappy orange juice uh, hug, hug little hugs. Little hugs. I'm going to L- get one of the little, little hugs. hugs. So there's 350 I'm going to get a fruit by the foot. So I've got a dollar left. And I think with that dollar, I'm going to get some animal crackers. Ooh. Yeah. No, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to go with some pudding instead. Yeah. Because I've already got crackers with the Dunkaroos. Yeah. So yeah, Dunkaroos, chocolate pudding, little hug. Fruit by the foot.
0: I love it. Okay, so Meg Meg lists four 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 on Instagram. Uh, said Dunkaroos, two Fruit by the Foot, and chocolate snack pack. And I think that that's the, that's the good move. Yeah, um, that's good.
1: that's definitely a good one.
0: That's honestly like, if I actually had to pick though, um, I would get the pudding snack pack, the animal crackers, two, two Fruit bucks. by the Foots.
1: That's three bucks
0: and the cheese string nice one from each you know food group
1: <laughs> right of course still
0: no drink i wasn't allowed to drink these sugary drinks whenever i was a kid
1: i definitely didn't have little hugs in my lunch pail that's for sure um i don't i don't know i think you know what we used to do at my house i had one of those refillable containers
0: oh like the the juice ju- juice box yep. oh, yeah so
1: yeah. i had one of those so we would just uh, put like orange juice or apple juice or something like that yeah. in that and just from home.
0: Yeah. Uh, I liked milk as a kid. And like growing up, I would always get like a small carton of, of milk or chocolate milk because that's what we usually had in the family, like in our fridge.
1: Right. I, every meal, every, sorry, every supper, I should say, from the time I was in elementary school to the time I was moved out of the house, we had milk with dinner.
0: So now you got good bones.
1: I, I guess. I
0: hope so. Because I, I drank all that milk and now milk hates me. So, you know
1: yeah that's right too you've been having some issues with uh, with dairy oh lately. don't
0: bring those up <laughs> <laughs> all right after this we're gonna get to the actual topic at hand the sack lunch bunch
1: oh yeah all
0: right stay tuned <laughs> you know what we love? We love our local community. So are you a local business that just needs a little push uh, to help get things going in these indoorsy times? We've got space available if you want to have us give you a shout out. If you've got uh, some stuff you want to sell to the people, we're looking for artists, local businesses, uh, people with community organizations. Let us know. Send us an email. Uh, Our email is theindoortimes at gmail.com
1: and we're back hello hello all right so we are getting into john mulaney and the sack lunch bunch uh, so for those of you who are uninitiated, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch is a Netflix special. It was released Christmas Eve, this past Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, we were too busy partying it up and uh, crying to It's a Wonderful Life. And we got home from Christmas and it was like, what is this? Magic. It
1: showed up on our television.
0: Yeah, and we immediately watched it and it was just like Christmas was extended. Honestly. Yeah.
1: So what is John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch? Well, it's a Netflix variety show uh, written and... Quasi-hosted by John Mulaney, uh, and Marika Sawyer also uh, helped write it. She is or was a writer on SNL. Uh, she also wrote on John Mulaney's very short-lived sitcom, Mulaney, as well as What We Do in the Shadows. It was directed by Riss Thomas. Uh, music by Eli Bolin, Bolin, sorry, who did the music for Sesame Street. Uh, he also did the music for Co-op the Musical. He's been writing for Sesame Street since 2010. Uh, he also wrote some music for the Animaniacs and some for the Adult Swim Network. Uh, And currently he is uh, a forming, sorry, the forming music director of Story Pirates, which performs songs and sketches from stories written by kids.
0: Wow. That was just a lot of knowledge you dropped on me.
1: It was. So it seems like he'd be be the perfect, the perfect candidate to do music for this show. Yeah. Which also stars a lot of kids.
0: It does. Uh, More kids than I usually like to watch in my uh, TV, movie, musical experience.
1: Yeah, there's definitely more kids in this that I, I usually watch in my entertainment as well. But there are 15 of them oh, wow. in the sack Lunch Bunch, oh, my God. ranging from ages 8 to 13. Huh. So, yeah, uh, why? All right. So uh,
0: I don't think we really need to talk too much about the first song uh, if you're looking at the album. Uh the Sack Lunch Bunch theme song which is a banger.
1: Yeah, it's just a nice little tune to kind of set the tone for the show.
0: You meet all the kids, you see what it is. We you know, we we get it. We get the we get the whole thing. Um so then we're hit with a power punch of a first number called Grandma's Boyfriend Paul.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's sung by Jake Ryan Flynn who is an absolute beast.
0: He has got a voice like no other he has a voice that i wish i had now honestly
1: yeah and he's what like 10 12
0: i'm just blown away i think the first time we watched it i was like who is this kid i was just yelling at the tv
1: honestly it's he's incredible and i find that this song does a really good job setting the tone for the show yeah it's a you you learn pretty early on that it's probably gonna get a little absurd oh yeah it's probably gonna get a little weird there's gonna be singing grandmas
0: i love it it's so funny. I wish I could sing my favorite phrases, but we can't because of copyright. But uh, like, you know, like, get out of here, you. You know what I mean? Like with the, if, you're, if you've if you heard the song, you know what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the backup grandma singers are, are, they possibly make it just infinitely better than it could be otherwise. <laughs> really, really funny. Uh, and then at, after the song as well, when Cordelia asks how Paul died, John gives the the typical like, "Oh, well, you see when heaven needs an extra special person." And then her response kills me because she just goes, "Oh no, no, no. no. I know he died. He was 88 in 1996." <laughs> it's like I could do math.
0: I love it. And it's just so Frank's Frank. Wow, it's just so Frank.
1: It's just so Frank.
0: It's just so Frank. That's so <laughs> Frank.
1: It, it is so Frank, isn't it?
0: Um it blew me away because I was like, this kid knows it, but all these kids know it. They're all very sharp.
1: Well, absolutely. And I think that is exactly what John's trying to say with this special is that we shouldn't really be talking down to kids because they're a lot smarter than we think they are a lot exactly. of the time.
0: They scare me because they're smart. They see and know everything that you show them.
1: Oh, yeah. It's and crazy. interestingly enough, this is also the first mention of death in the show, which there's becomes a, lot. a theme. You wouldn't think it would become a theme for a children's special, but it does.
0: Spoiler alert. I don't know.
1: So then we move on to Sasha's Dad Does Drag, which, which is one of my favorite portions of the show.
0: It's like a short story, like kids' book, uh review. It, yeah, it reads like a
1: book report. Yeah. That this 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 kid is given giving to us about uh this book where the young titular Sasha Sneaks out into his dad's car when his dad goes out of town to do drag. He didn't realize that's what he was doing, but discovers it at the time.
0: No, he knew he was doing drag.
1: Right, yes. He
0: just didn't know where he was going. And then could tell by the uh, by the bar and its reputation that his dad did not have the stuff to gain the respect of his peers.
1: It's hilarious. It's
0: so funny. Because, like, I think in a time like this where um, you're seeing a lot of drag performers being uh, told that they're not allowed to read children's books at libraries or to walk in parades and to go to events and stuff because they think that exposing them to drag is going to ruin their kid somehow.
1: I think that's insane because first of all it's an art form. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to expose your kids to art?
0: Exactly. And I think like having specifically this segment it's first off like would be a bold move ten years ago. Oh, for sure. Um, and so well done that no one can argue with you that it's just fine. Like,
1: yeah, because when you you're first watching the show and you realize what's happening, this person, this kid's giving a book report about this book where his finds out his dad does drag. You're like, whoa, okay, didn't see that coming.
0: But it's also just. Way to destigmatize. I'm into well, it. Well,
1: exactly, and then you, you turn it around, and it's like, oh wow, this is actually really, really cool, and we should. I honestly, I think this book should get made.
0: I would love to see this book, so please, please write it.
1: We need a Kickstarter for that.
0: I love it. Okay, uh, let's move on. Yeah, I lost my notes. Oh no. You 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 start this one off.
1: Cool. So moving right along, the next segment is <laughs> Bamboo Two, Bamboozled.
0: Oh my god, this was my other favorite. This is like a job that I've kind of had with kids, having to do like.
1: Focus groups, yeah,
0: or just like get information from kids, like playing party games with them, and just being like, "Hey, where do you think you wear an umbrella?" And they're like, "My poop," you know, like (laughs) Walmart. (laughs) When's lunch? Like they don't know.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine how difficult (laughs) it's full chaos organizing a focus group for kids would be. Yeah. So, Bamboo Two seems to be the sequel of Bamboo. Which I like he, the joke he made, which he said, which came out before any of you were born. <laughs> uh, but what I thought was really funny is they talk about how all of a sudden it's their new favorite movie and they're going to have bamboo to backpacks and they're going to have bamboo to umbrellas and whatever. And how it's their new obsession, which reminded me of when I was a kid and I would get obsessed with things on a dime. And when then... you were
0: a kid, Shh. what, uh, what? We're both collectors, though. But like, that's true. Like, what? Okay, so what were you obsessed with as a child?
1: Oh man, what wasn't I obsessed with? Yu-Gi-Oh was a big one. I got into Yu-Gi-Oh pretty hard, The, the the card game that is, and the show. Which probably led to my addiction to Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Uh, and definitely, definitely like the TV shows that I would watch, like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. And I would just sort of really like get into those shows. And my Halloween costume was Goku for Dragon Ball Z that year, that kind of thing. Exactly how they kind of describe it in the show, where for that year, my life is bamboo too.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, also, okay, shout out to Isabella. Oh, yeah. Because she is a powerhouse. She needs to do a TV show or a movie or a show in which Shangela is her mother or older sister, older brother, because A, they look alike. B, they are the only people I've seen who could match each other's energy. And C, how great would that show be?
1: I would pay so much money to see that oh, show. Oh, man, I would love it. <laughs> So that moves us into another one of my favorite segments of the show, which is the Algebra Song. Okay.
0: So first up, before we actually get into this song, when you watch this, look at these kids. Watch them busting their moves because these kids can dance the house down.
1: Oh, there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole, like, line dance that they do.
0: It's awesome. Oh, it's so cool. It's so good. All right, continue.
1: Yeah, so Algebra Song is... It starts as a sketch and then ends up becoming a musical number about poor uh, poor Jonah, who needs to be better at algebra. Yeah, so his- as
0: most of us probably do Yes. need to be better I, at algebra.
1: I swear to you, if you gave me an algebra equation right now, even the simplest one, I'd have no idea. Yeah. No clue. That joke died. <laughs> so... In the Algebra song, we've got John Mulaney, who plays the dad, and then Jonah, who plays his son, who needs help with his Algebra homework. So John Mulaney's dad hires a tutor, played by the incomparable Andre DeShields.
0: Tony Award-winning Andre DeShields.
1: What's especially hilarious about this number is that the song really is quite similar to songs from the musical that he was in during the recording of The Sack Lunch Bunch, which was Hadestown.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent musical. We'll do a whole episode on that.
1: Yeah, it's it's in incredible. And Andre De Shields is one of the main characters in Hadestown. But Boleyn, who wrote the song for Psych Lunch Bunch, didn't know.
0: Oh, yeah. He uh, he started writing the, sh- the song for him and kind of listened to a few tracks from the, the cast recording. And kind of got the feel of it and just got a, a taste of Andre DeShield's voice. And that's what he was really looking for. Um, and then wrote the song. And then Andre DeShields was like, come see the show. And then after, show me what you were working on. So we went to see the show, was blown away by the majesty of the whole cast, but especially Andre DeShields. And then in the dressing room after, showed him the song. And it was just, it was love, baby. It was it, so good.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, the, sound, the song is so good. And DeShields is obviously amazing in it. Oh, yeah. So it's this whole song about how he lost his eye because he comes in wearing an eye patch. And how Algebra could have saved him from it. It takes a couple
0: (laughs) watches because the first time we watched it, I was like, what is happening? Um, But there is no song in this house that we sing more than this song.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's so catchy. In the first five minutes, you'll be, five minutes after you watch this, you'll be singing all the songs, Yeah, Yeah, we just
0: sing the ending of this particular song to each other just out of nowhere. So if you... If, I wish we could sing it now but we can't um, so just re- remember that think of us every time it comes to mind yeah it's so funny um, so have you ever had to have a tutor
1: I personally have not mm. I did do some like extra sort of extracurricular learning if you can call it that yeah. so sort of similar to like the Silva Learning Center yeah um, no that kind singing, of idea? No,
0: no mysterious tutors with eye patches.
1: Not to my recollection. How about you?
0: Um, I did have a tutor um for grade 11 chemistry, um a subject that I could not tell you anything about now. Um she was not quite this as similar as no, she was nothing like this. I wish it kind of was. It probably would have made it more interesting.
1: Honestly, if someone could explain all of the subjects I have trouble with in song form, that would be great.
0: But the funny thing is, it's like the the song isn't even like, here's how you do algebra. It's just like, if I knew algebra at this one time, I wouldn't have lost my eye, which is like, I guess answering the question, like, why should I learn algebra?
1: Spo- spoiler alert. It doesn't end up saving his eyes.
0: Don't eye. give the spoilers. <laughs> Let them discover on their own. It's so Don't stupid. Don't ruin the jokes. All right, let's move on. Yeah, so... do the weirdest... Weirdest, not weirdest, but like the most like left field thing I think I saw in this whole special, which is Googie.
1: The whole special is from left field. Everything. No, but
0: the most left field <laughs> segment is Googie.
1: Yeah, so Googie is meant to be sort of a, a bumper of sorts in the special. What I find hilarious is they even acknowledge it in a very metal way. And John says that the segments provide, quote, energy he's like i I don't know their energy (laughs) which i think is hilarious yeah but then as they're watching this clip of googie all of a sudden it pulls back and fades to black and white and there's this memorial photo of the actor who played googie and he has to have this whole explanation of how googie is not really a character but is actually a person in a suit and that person dies
0: yeah and it's horrifying this conversation but like I like the way it was kind. Of, I mean, I don't. I don't think springing the conversation, but also like, when do you start talking about death with your kids? Because I remember when I understood death as a child.
1: Yeah, and something else that I find really funny about this segment is just how quick the kids respond, and they're, they're really, oh, yeah. really sharpened on top of it and stuff.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, how much of it was scripted, how much of it was improvised, like, what came from the kids, what came from the writers. Like, I'd love to know what that process was like. Because
1: it did feel like a very natural conversation. Oh,
0: yeah. All of the segments, all the kids were very well cast because they all seemed to play to their individual strengths.
1: Yeah, they really did a very good job casting and knowing kind of where to put the people, like you just said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so rolling on to the next musical number, which is... I keep saying it. They're all my favorites. Like, they're all just so good.
0: They increasingly become your favorite the more you listen to them, and we've been listening to them a lot.
1: Yeah, I really... It's hard to pick a number one. I don't think I could, but this is certainly in contention. It's plain plain plate of noodles. Goodness me. Um, can you say that again? <laughs> I can. Plain plate of noodles.
0: Plain plate of noodles.
1: With a little bit of butter.
0: It's the only thing I need.
1: So this song uh, talks about this this young man who simply won't eat anything except for plain noodles with butter.
0: Shout out if you know that kid from your childhood. Are you that kid? Are you related to that kid? Because I was definitely related to that kid. That was my brother. And That's he was what? just like that. <laughs>
1: Knowing him as an adult, I am not surprised. Oh, yeah. So so you weren't this kid, you don't think?
0: Mm, no, not quite. I was pretty good at eating. I was more picky. Like, I didn't like my food if it looked weird.
1: Now, are you somebody who gets weird about your food touching?
0: I was, and I kind of still am. It kind of depends on what the food is.
1: Interesting. I'm sort of the same. Yeah. Not really so much anymore, but definitely when I was a kid. Yeah. I was very this kid when I was a kid. <laughs> Not to the point of only eating one thing, but certainly a pretty picky eater.
0: So, what were your what were your picks?
1: It's funny because now there are things that I really like, like onions. I hated onions growing oh, up.
0: Oh yeah, me too. I still don't like onions. I
1: like, but see, I love onions now.
0: Mm. Okay, but like, what was what was the food that you would eat?
1: Oh, pretty much. I mean, I shouldn't say I was that picky. So you're eat. not
0: the plain plate of noodles kid. No,
1: not to that All same. Right, so except... you're just
0: trying to seem cool.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't like being onions a picky when I was a eater, kid. So a I'm a picky, picky eater. eater was no, a kid when I, was I You ask my mom; she'll tell you I was a picky eater when I was growing up.
0: You know I'm picky with my food. You see me in like examining and pushing stuff off my plate. You're
1: definitely more picky than I am. I'm now. picky.
0: I'm picking a bad OCD way. It is like legitimately one of my like. I don't know what it is. It, I can't eat it if it's not like the way I, I need it to be on my plate. It's, it's, I need, Interesting. I need some help. I don't know.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, if you,
0: but like, that's the least <laughs> of my worries right now, you know?
1: So if you're somebody uh, who has maybe a weird food hang up, drop it in the comments. We want to hear about, we want to
0: know. Cause. I, I feel alone right now.
1: <laughs> Are you a picky eater? Were you a picky eater? Tell Let us know. Let us know that in the comments there. But uh, yeah, playing Plain Noodles, excellent song. Another one you will be humming for ages.
0: So good. All right. So th- the next thing we have is another deviation from the high energy, because everything's been pretty, like, other than Googie, everything's been pretty, like, go, 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 full speed ahead. And then we just take it way back. And we have a one-on-one chess match between John Mulaney and one of the kids, um, Tyler. Tyler, um, who's like, I just want to feed him sandwiches and keep him close to my heart. He's adorable, he's so cute.
1: He surprised John on a late night show. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, he was enchanting.
0: So cute. Um, but I like this is this is an example of how uh, when they cast the kids, um, they had some influence on how the show was gonna go because they asked tyler like oh what what do you like what do you like doing what are you really good at and he said chess so john mulaney was like okay do you mind if we just have a chess game and the whole thing is just off the cuff none of it was scripted it was just a conversation between two buds playing chess
1: i definitely think that mulaney was was really trying to kind of like egg some interesting responses out of him
0: oh definitely
1: when he says they're talking about the moon landing and then john says You know they faked it, right? The moon landing.
0: And he was like, "Which one?"
1: (laughs) There were many.
0: (laughs) And John was like, "Which one?" What do you mean? The
1: big one. (laughs) Well, there were many. Also, it was. How would you think that he would say? Remember something from 1969? Also, yeah, hilarious. The whole thing was really funny. You
0: could you could see Tyler's like playing him too. He's he's good.
1: uh, Tyler's so funny. More
0: tie. I'm here for the tie day
1: tie day yeah. <laughs> or the in the new millennium
0: i love it it's you know so we could
1: good. also do the millalium if you really wanted. it Ooh,
0: that's a dark time <laughs> <laughs> it's dark time
1: oh my goodness so yeah so chess match wraps up and we go into this other sort of really quick segment called <laughs> do you want to play a restaurant
0: um i had this when i was a kid but it was do you want to play library and i would make my parents friends come into my room and look at all my books that I had displayed <laughs> around my room and check them out. And I had a stamp that had my name on it. It was purple.
1: Oh, my God. That's so cute.
0: And so all my books as a kid had these purple stamps in the, <laughs> in the inside covers. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play librarian. How
1: uh, how did you organize your books? Were you a Dewey Decimal gal or were you more oh, an alphabetical? Alphabetical, alphabetical and, and, then, and then category?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but they were all that's like, the move. I mean, no, there was, I, had, I had some pretty, pretty longer books. I Some people were coming in. They were like, why do you have this? And I was like, it's a good book. It's like Moby Dick. And I'm like eight.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> have you, did you read
0: Moby Dick when you were eight? Yeah, it was like, um, it was like this, like youth version of the classics but it was like the great illustrated classics oh that's cool um but they were like generally the same except they would take like i had robin hood and i i looked at robin hood like i have a copy of like the original robin hood now um but they have some of the like old english language but they take away some of the more harder to decipher and so you get the story and, it's just but, sort of simplified but it, no but it's just like easier to understand in plain English
1: I think I need that now
0: but it's like the same story where he dies in the end oh wow yeah and huh. I like I had only known like the Disney movie and I got to that end and I was like holy moly he dies in a tower at the hands of his cousin who's a nun by being um bloodletted.
1: if only Monty Python were still around I'm sure they'd be able to make this funny <laughs>
0: It was ridiculous. And I was like, anyway, so all these, these people, these parents are coming in. They're like, why do you have this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so anyway. So all, all that aside, <laughs> the, the <laughs> title of this segment is Do You Want to Play a Restaurant? <laughs> it's very quick, unlike some things.
0: Well, now we have to keep it in the chat because you just acknowledged it. I him. know.
1: Uh what I find funny about this, there's a cute little song, and then this girl's asking John if he wants to play restaurant, and as a, you know, as an adult who isn't heartless, he says, yes, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And so they get to the, the hostess stand, or the host stand, and she, he goes, yeah, I'd like to sit at your restaurant, please, and yeah, she just goes on and, and says that uh, they are closed for a private function, and that he should have checked the website and called ahead.
0: <laughs> Which just goes to show, kids, no everything they see
1: the funniest thing i thought about this ties back to some of his stand-up where he talks about how he needs to be liked by everyone and that he won't even stand up to a literal child i love it he just sheepishly goes oh okay well check next time then i guess it's so stupid i
0: love it it's such it's it's nice after the chess match just to like boost it up
1: yeah it's again it's super quick i think it's like the whole thing's less than a minute long It did, however, remind me when I was a kid, because I grew up, I have some step-siblings, but biologically I'm an only child, and my step-siblings are quite a bit older than me, so they never really lived with me. Yeah. So I was really stuck trying to get adults to play with me a lot, so it certainly reminds me of that growing up, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Who hasn't, you know, just dragged their parents' friends into your childhood bedroom to check out books that you own?
1: I mean, I, I can't think of anybody <laughs> who has it to be honest. So we move from there into the next. I, I don't even want to call this a full segment either because I don't
0: understand this segment.
1: I the only thing I wrote down for this is I really don't have anything for this segment other than WTF, which <laughs> is about accurate.
0: We haven't even introduced the segment. We yet. We haven't. It's
1: it's called Girl Talk with Richard, Richard kind.
0: kind. I love Richard Kind.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's spectacular. Yeah. But it's just so funny because. It's him, and then three of the young girls in the in the sack lunch bunch. Yeah, who are just 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 shooting the breeze.
0: Yeah, it, I don't know. I I saw Natasha Leone in like the Talking Heads, and she wasn't in any of the segments. And I was kind of like, I kind of wish she was part of Girl Talk, but she was probably like filming with Netflix and just like came on down and was like, "Hey, what's
1: up?" Did, did it a quick uh, in and out. <laughs>
0: um, and not to say I don't like Richard Kind, I just I think. I don't know. I think maybe his talents could have been utilized in a better, a better way. He is a very funny man, and I think if he was in a scripted segment, probably would have been good. Yeah. I'd love I'd love to see him back though, because Richard Kind is legend for
1: sure i don't i don't dislike girl talk but i agree with you i, I was
0: confused by girl talk because it was like we're not talking about anything it was
1: it was absurd in a way that like some of my favorite british comedians can be absurd and it just it didn't really match with the special as a whole
0: yeah it was like the only thing that surprisingly the only thing in the seg- this special that stood out as not belonging there
1: yeah but but again not bad just weird <laughs> Speaking of trying to do things with your parents' friends.
0: Don't put it like that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Pay attention is our our next segment. This was another musical number with music written by David Byrne, who... Oh, my God.
0: I love David Byrne, uh, which goes to show that this number is actually just written for me.
1: It could very well be.
0: It's about me.
1: (laughs) So we have one of our Sack Lunch Bunch crew trying to put a a skit on for her parents and all of her parents' friends at some social gathering that her mom is hosting. And Richard Kind is sort of her accompaniment and they sing the song together. And it's all about getting your parents' friends to pay attention. Oh
0: my God, the amount of times I melted down on the kitchen floor because I wanted to do a skit or a song for people and I couldn't. Because they wouldn't listen to me. Okay, one time, I was at a wedding. I was ten years old, and it was my aunt. It was my aunt's wedding, and I was singing a song, no backup, because I. They were just like, "Go up and sing a song, sweetie." And one of my aunt's husband's nephews, I think, um, was also younger than me. But uh, he started talking, and I, in the middle of the song turn and said i'm not finished yet and then continued singing the song incredible it's it's a legendary but
1: you know what? that's some stage presence right there thank you don't take it don't take no crap from your audience
0: oh i do now
1: well (laughs) i i remember my cousin and i when we were at my cottage we had these muppet like plush figurines or toys i guess oh my goodness and we used to do Uh, skits with them i love it and gather gather all the family around now the good thing about the cottage is everyone staying at the cottage doesn't have to drive so thankfully the adults were a little bit more receptive because they'd had a few beverages yeah so that did make it a little bit easier also there's nowhere to hide in the cottage (laughs) i love it
0: (laughs) oh but like okay as a kid who like lexi the girl in this in this uh song um, she she's very creative, and she's got you know she's got a magic show. You know she's got a an improv. She learned
1: all of Frozen.
0: She learned all of Frozen, and they argued about which part they were gonna sing.
1: But now their friendship is healed.
0: It's true. Um, I did this also. No surprise. Um, there were uh, some stairs that led down to our basement from our kitchen, and they were just the perfect place to sit as an audience. And then there was a playing space in the front, and so we could do shows there. And uh some really great productions happened in that basement. There were two playing spaces. there was the the stairs, the the amphitheater. and then there was the black box. It was just like the side off of the stairs and it was just a square in the living in the living space down there. Yeah, yep. we had two locations. <laughs> you know, you were lucky. I was very lucky. <laughs> uh, I made things happen in that basement.
1: Uh, yeah, so pay attention, hilarious number. Uh, so then we move on to. Do Flowers Exist at Night? Another I love song, this song. Another, I like... So here's the thing. I like the song. I don't necessarily think it's all that funny.
0: No, I don't think it's supposed to be funny. No. I think it's supposed to be weird and introspective. It's yeah. like kids say the weirdest things. The darndest things, the even. The darndest <laughs> things. Can we say that? Sorry, I'm just talking to Bob. On <laughs> no. No, we can say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the darndest things.
1: Yeah. So... It's not one of my favorite numbers, but I definitely do appreciate it. And it certainly gets stuck in my head.
0: Oh, yeah. We sing it at each other. I think the other morning, we woke up singing it to each other. We
1: nailed the harmony of the (laughs) day. It was so
0: good. Like, we rock. Um, I just, I love it. I think, all together, great track. Um, It kind of, like, brings the energy down a little bit. Kind of mellows it out to get to, you know, this last little 11 o'clock push.
1: I definitely will say that, this special is a little it, it does slow down in sort of yeah that 11 o'clock push that seventh inning stretch kind of thing yeah not in a way that's bad i think that you need it because it is so high energy kind of out of the gates
0: oh yeah but it's it's good because you go in you're already in there and then you get into like some really nice you know nice nice bits you know the okay so the next part um i needed you to explain i need you to explain this to me because The papier-mâché volcano moment with uh, Jacob and David Byrne.
1: Yeah. So when John Mulaney was starting production or pre-production rather for the show, obviously you have to meet with the people who you want to be in the show. And so David Byrne came over to his apartment and they met with the creative team. And John asked him the question that he went on to ask everybody in their talking heads in the special, which is, of course, what is your greatest fear? And David Byrne said that he was terrified of volcanoes.
0: Interesting.
1: What's interesting is that David Byrne grew up in Baltimore.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Now, I don't know if you're uh, savvy in geography, but <laughs> I there am not. But, but there are no volcanoes near Baltimore. Oh wow. In fact, not even close.
0: To be fair, though, I grew up on PEI, and I was afraid of tornadoes. And there's never been a tornado in pei on pei ever
1: but as a kid you don't understand those things you no. see it happening in one place so why couldn't it happen in the place where you are yeah so those fears like say tornadoes like maybe someone saw twister too young and now they're skater tornadoes on an island
0: maybe somebody checked out the wizard of Oz from the amanda Malali library of books too many times <laughs> this girl Uh,
1: so and this actually kind of goes back to something that andre deshield says that some early on in the show in his talking head where he talks about fear being learned yeah and it it really does go to prove that point honestly it's true so yeah david burns terrified of volcanoes and so he builds a paper mache one with um with jacob Jacob. with jacob Yeah. yeah uh to great success and oh, maybe yeah. and maybe that was step one on his journey to to conquering his fear
0: very wholesome very wholesome much better than having to dress up as a clown to face your clown fear which i do not agree with
1: yeah you'll see that in the talking heads too
0: oh yeah poor cordelia I re- my heart goes out for her I, I, I feel you girl i'm afraid of clowns too okay you ever want to talk hit us up the indoor times at gmail.com
1: You know, there are some fears that I I don't find, like, really, like, irrational fears that I'm thinking, like, oh, that's stupid. But clowns? Nah, man. I get it.
0: Oh,
1: 100%. I'm not scared of of clowns myself, but I get it.
0: But all these kids were talking about, like, the crazy clown murders that were happening, like, a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I get it. Crazy. I did not want to leave my house. I forgot about that. I'm still afraid in parkades. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I'm scared. Anyway, uh, (laughs) let's move on.
1: Next segment, yeah. Let's move on. So... (laughs) The title of this song is so long and I'm not going to say the whole thing.
0: Oh, I want to say it. Hold okay, on. yeah, you go for Hold it. Hold on. It's so good.
1: It's, yeah, it's quite long. I s- yeah, we can't. I sing almost it. started singing it.
0: <laughs> I saw a white lady standing on the street just sobbing and I think about it once a week, which is like, as far as a vocal line goes, so good. It, and this kid just crushes it it's so
1: good alex J, he's a legend man
0: i'm obsessed with this song it's so good i can't stop
1: now i can't speak from personal experience but i'm sure she wasn't the only white lady crying in new york city
0: oh there's there's always white lady white right crying now everywhere. there is
1: a white lady crying in public in new york city i guarantee it okay
0: i have cried in the bank i have cried in another bank i have cried at the phone company store i have cried at the actual store i have cried at the nail salon i have cried on the street i've cried on the bus i've cried on a plane i've cried everywhere
1: now add new york to that
0: oh i definitely cried in new york
1: and be a broadway like wannabe basically yes and imagine how many times you would cry in public.
0: Okay, but that's just me. You just described me. <laughs> anyway, so let's shout out to Annalie Ashford, who's oh, actually so good the woman this. crying in this in this song. Um, who plays the part so well.
1: You know what's interesting? I think her her little full meltdown that she has in the song where she just goes off on all of about all of her problems. I think that's something that in these times we can probably all start to relate to.
0: Oh, yeah. No, she's definitely all of her all of the things that she's upset about are all things we're all upset about. And she's it's worth upset being upset about because we shouldn't be upset about some things. Anyway, that's my little thing. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia right now. Um, so do you know how this song came to be?
1: I don't actually. Okay,
0: so John Mulaney was asking um, all the kids um, what their favorite New York moment was. And Alex, the kid, recalled when he was in New York, he saw a woman crying on the street. And he was just like, maybe we could have been friends. And then they wrote this song about it.
1: So it's actually from, like, lifted directly from his own experience. Yeah,
0: the kid's the kid's memory. It's yeah, just like, amazing. I love it. And it's just, he's just a sweet little kid. who just wants to make sure that everybody knows they have a friend, which don't we all need?
1: Alex J, what a, what a stand-up guy.
0: What a stand-up guy. I love it.
1: And so that brings us to our our grand finale. And boy, is it grand. Oh. So Mr. Music, played by the always entertaining Jake Gyllenhaal. The story of how he came to do this is one of my favorites.
0: All right. So tell it.
1: So John Mulaney was on a late night show, and he was talking about how he got Jake Gyllenhaal to agree to do his special. And I mean, they were playing with Netflix money, right? So they could have really asked anybody.
0: Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is not just anybody.
1: No, I, well, I know. We got, what are you trying to say? Sorry, not Don't just, come
0: for Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't
1: mean it in that way. I um, mean,
0: just, I don't mean they could have
1: gotten just anybody. I mean, they could have gotten anybody. Like okay. they could have gotten anybody they wanted.
0: Okay. Let me preface this by saying that Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford were in production, in a production of Sunday in the Park with George by Stephen Sondheim, um, before. And so he knows his work. He knows he can sing, which he can't. You know, he's great. Oh, absolutely. And he's a great actor. And he's fun to work with. I love it. I think he's perfect for this.
1: Uh, he was perfect for this. And and John said himself that he was their first pick, sort of. Their first pick was actually Harry Belafonte from the 60s, but oh. that couldn't really happen. Andrew, so Jake Gyllenhaal right. was the next best thing.
0: Right. Don't you want to be next best thing to Harry Belafonte in the 60s?
1: I mean, who doesn't?
0: That's just, that's a high compliment.
1: So so Jake Gyllenhaal gets the script, Here's the demo or whatever, and says, love it think it's awesome. How do you want me to play this? And John says, Honestly, anything you decide to do is good. They just left it in his hands. He goes, Oh, okay. So but John did also mention that he thought the perfect person was Harry Belafonte to play this role originally, well, from the sixties. And Jake said, So do you want me to play it like Caribbean? And it's like, Ha, huh, maybe don't do that.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: So so the workaround was Jake said, okay, what if I play it as a European playing it as someone from the Caribbean? And John said, perfect.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: it is. He
0: To me, Mr. Music seems like he's related to uh, the wild and crazy guys. That's
1: exactly, yes. I love it. Yeah, it's exact. You're exactly right on. That's exactly what it reminds me of.
0: It's so funny.
1: It's so Jake Gyllenhaal is an, a national treasure. He's so, uh, so so good in uh, this.
0: Check him out and uh, stop and uh, take me. Sorry. Check him out and take me to the world. To see Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday celebration. It's on YouTube. Uh, just the whole thing is amazing. It's all magic. Go go check it out because he and Annalee Ashford do move on from Sunday in the Park with George, and it is exquisite. Yeah. Um,
1: Surprisingly, I didn't realize he could sing either.
0: Oh, he's he's so excellent. More more musicals for John, um, not John.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, also more musicals for John Mulaney.
0: Yeah, more musicals for Jake Gyllenhaal. I love it. Um, anyway, this this segment has some of my favorite bits, but my absolute favorite bit, and I know it's your <laughs> absolute favorite bit. Yes. Um, do you want to do it? Who do you want to play?
1: I'll be I'll be Mr. Music. Okay,
0: I'll be John Mulaney. Mulaney. Kay. All right, go. All right. <sighs> All
1: right. How long did I do this for it was it supposed to be an hour?
0: What? No, who told you that?
1: Cause I can do an hour.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh god.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect way to end the show in my opinion. They have this this nice little little moment where the kids teach Mr. Music something too.
0: Oh yeah, and then they all sing and they dance, but then the actual cap of y- yeah, it Yeah,
1: the the proper ending itself of the show. Yeah. You get a few more talking heads, which is it finished th- off Oh yeah, with, again, the, the great Andre de Shields, uh, just delivering a message of, of you know, that you, we are all ourselves, and we're all our unique individuals, and you can't be anybody else. So you should just be yourself as best as you can.
0: Because you are you, and nobody else in this universe is you except for you.
1: It's not a unique message, per se. You know, oh, we're, we're, oh. We're, we're all our... No, hold on. We're all our own unique special snowflakes, et cetera. But the way he delivers it is so much more genuine than I've heard it before.
0: I just... I don't know. I could watch Andre DeShields just name the phone book. I was going to say, he could just sing the phone book. I love that man.
1: It, he's, he really does deliver some sage advice here, though. Even though it's not necessarily a, a fully unique sentiment, it is definitely delivered in a way that, that makes you feel it maybe a little bit more than you would otherwise.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So that, that's the special. That's the whole thing. Yeah. All in all, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out. There's no reason not to. It's on Netflix. You've got Netflix or you know someone who has Netflix.
0: Well, <laughs> you could probably find it somewhere.
1: Yeah, we're not condoning illegal downloading. But we're also not telling on you, we're not the cops.
0: Let's cut this. <laughs> You know what the best thing about living in Halifax is
1: what's that Amanda
0: there are so many amazing local artists and businesses that we can be supporting during these especially indoorsy times so we have some space available if you need an extra push for some extra business we're not asking for money after all we are running a podcast we do not expect to be paid anytime soon send us an email if you have a product or are you a local business are you an artist let us know The indoor times at gmail.com <laughs> And that was John Melaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch as remembered by us.
1: One of my favorite just things to exist, honestly.
0: I feel like I'm going to continue watching this over and over at least once a month for the rest of my life.
1: That's the other thing that's really great about it too. It's got really good rewatchability. It really oh, yeah. doesn't get old.
0: It doesn't at all. So uh, I have one, one last question for you. Um, so which Sack Lunch Bunch kid are you most related to in your mind?
1: I feel as though it would probably, probably be Jonah, who was probably be most, most notable in his scene in the Algebra song as the, as the kid there. Just sort of, you know, generally mild-mannered, but polite, but also inquisitive, you know, questioning what's going on with this year Algebra man and this, oh, yeah. uh, this seem, seemingly rehearsed sketch with his dad.
0: I love it, I love it. How about you? Oh, definitely, uh, definitely Jacob.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Uh,
0: Starting off the show with his talking head about how he is afraid of drowning. um, I've never felt so seen in my entire life.
1: Such a gem of a kid, too. Oh, yeah.
0: And uh, my favorite part was in Bamboozle, the the Bamboozle 2 sketch, where he was like, I went to the bathroom four times. Three times productive, one not. And I was like, "What does that mean?" I mean, I know what it, what it means, but I'm like, "Why did you put it that way?"
1: And then he sits next to the next to the wrong dad.
0: Oh, that would totally be me.
1: <laughs> oh, I would totally do the same thing.
0: Oh man. Well, we hope this inspires you to take another listen or another watch through or even a first watch through of John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Punch found on Netflix.
1: You won't we, regret it. We
0: are in no way affiliated with Netflix, by the way. So um, it's just two dummies stand in their apartment uh, telling you to watch a TV special.
1: Unless Netflix wants to be. I mean. <laughs> in which case, uh, we're very much open to that.
0: Uh. <laughs> We have an email, theindoortimes at gmail.com for such related matters. If you just want to send us a, a letter of encouragement, if you have a funny childhood story, if you have an idea of what we should cover next, send us an email or visit us on our social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. You can slide into our DMs. You can comment and like on our posts. You can share the links for this episode and all others and uh until then i think that's that's all we got for today yeah
1: till next time we'll uh we'll be back next week hopefully oh yeah with, a, with oh, yeah. another doozy
0: oh yes uh more coffee will be needed but we are slowly and surely getting to a regular schedule folks
1: we're certainly trying anyway all
0: right everybody stay safe and from the indoor times i'm amanda and i matt and see you soon I guess. <laughs> sure. We need a better uh, send-off
1: line. Yeah, we'll have to work on that one. Oh yeah. All right, we're good. That's that's it. Okay. Blah.